basically you can have the best food in the world but if no one knows about your business then your business is going to fail This is Business Fever NG Podcast, episode 36. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share the success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is Eka from Toasties, a fast casual restaurant. And I'm your host, Olumide from Barbecue and Cravings. Hi, Eka. Good morning. Um, thanks for coming on the show today. Um, thanks for having me. Great, great. We've spoken before. We've spoken a lot of times on the phone as well, too. I just feel like there's a lot you can share with us um, from your experiences and then just what you've learned. Can you introduce yourself? Thanks. Tell us your background and then um, pretty much how long you've been doing this. And then we go into the into more depth. Okay. okay. Uh, my name is Eka Baibena. Um My background i guess i studied journalism in university in the states and i went to culinary school also in the states um i studied classic french cuisine before later coming back to nigeria to start my business yeah and what year was that the year i came back yes i came back in 2015 End of 2015. Yeah. Okay. How has it been so far? I mean, like, what were the, the biggest lessons you've learned? Oh, have, there's been so many lessons <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> um, I would say, like, right now, I'm learning a bit about leadership. Not a bit, a lot about leadership and how to lead people who, I guess, might be unmotivated by just life in Nigeria in general, um, and learning like how to, I'm trying a new technique of leading by inspiring them, the, my team, um, and it's kind of working. So that's one of, that's my, a more recent lesson, I but ha- um, I, there's just many lessons <laughs> how, so that the, I have to learned. To be a leader, like a leader, then like, are you reading books? Or do you have like mentors? Like how are you going about learning those new skills? I mean, I mean, it's a combination of, I guess, I do watch a lot of YouTube videos about, I guess, leadership and entrepreneurship. I also read books about it. I listen to a lot of podcasts and just combination of that and just being, working every day with my team and trying what works. Recommend you know. a podcast. A podcast. Well, right now I'm on Grand Cardone. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I listen That's a to 10X his stuff guy. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to his stuff a lot right now. Um, for in terms as far as far as business and entrepreneurship, he ha- he gives a lot of great advice. Also, Ed Milet isn't bad. But I'm listening to more of like Grand Card Grand Cardone stuff right now. Okay. How much of an influence would you say your culinary experience has played into you running a successful business right now? My culinary experience? experience. Yeah, just like a percentage-wise. Like the yeah, skills you I know think, in the kitchen versus like running a business. Like how much of an impact is that? I think it was. It definitely had a huge impact. I learned it was um, going to culinary school really helped me to, I guess, learn in a short time what might have taken longer, I, I guess. it's. I wouldn't say that that was everything though at all because, um, you know, practice 
there's theory and then there's practice. Working in professional kitchens really helped to hone in the skill. Before I, before I actually came to start my restaurant, I worked in a few kitchens in different, in the States and in Spain before I came here. So that experience as well was like vital or critical in like honing in on everything I learned at school. I guess the direction I was going with that question because I feel like I'm more of a businessman now. I mean, I'm, I didn't go to culinary school, so I can't really even claim that. But um, take out like the food we make, our product, like I'm more of a businessman. And I think some challenges that I see entrepreneurs in this space having is they're skilled at preparing and making the food, but the other aspect of the running the business, they're lacking in that. So like, did you, did you have to have like a, like a manager, like a business partner who ran the business or you are now more of the business person and then you've kind of like, um, trained your staff to run the, the, the culinary, um, parts of it? Yeah. So, I mean, basically when I, when I started, I was, you know, when you start the business, I guess that's the level I started it, which is like from nothing, I was kind of like doing all positions, like but now I realize with, through my, my learning and my readings and everything to kind of like put, I can't be um, doing all things. So obviously I've, ha- I've had to delegate and train cooks to the point like now I don't really, on purpose, I don't really go to the kitchen. Uh, work, yeah, enter the kitchen that much um, because they need to be a well-run engine that can work without me. Because what I saw in the beginning was that if I wasn't present, there would be like, far more errors and mistakes so i had to really like hone in and train my team to be able to work without me which is also a long journey and you know they still you know i i noticed at one point there was like a one month cycle where after a month of me being out of the kitchen it would go it will start things will start falling off Mm. but um i don't know how but where start i think through like talking with especially those that i put like in charge in the kitchen talking with them and like you know uh-huh. really trying to like, i don't know like how we're able to now get past that one one thing <laughs> oh, so i guess a few questions tied to that um how big is your team right now the kitchen staff oh the kitchen uh well right now i'll say my whole my whole team is about 40 people right now 40 something people and 40 my something. kitchen four zero yeah yeah and my kitchen is about half of that. I think I have about, actually not even up to half, maybe 15 or so in my kitchen. That's not cashier, so I'm okay. not counting my cashier. So, but yeah, so like 15. Wow. Now, um, so, do you hire skilled more. employees or you train them? Like, do you, you, do you go out and look for cooks or kitchen assistants or you just get anybody and you just train them? Like, I'm just curious to know about that. Like both. I mean, I've tried everything because, you know, like finding good, employees is not always easy i've tried um hiring from companies i've tried hiring from people some of them just walked in but um yeah i've tried which which ones have worked the best because i i think that i don't i i i I like that idea of cooks at some point like initially i didn't like it because i felt like the cooks had a better training but then i also realized that they were also very stubborn <laughs> you know especially when you're, you're you're asking them to you're training them on new techniques of items that they never did before and i didn't want them going back to you know the default training so mm-hmm. what has worked for me now which uh, i mean we, we can argue if he's working on all these 
I get guys who just want to work hard and I train them how to do it, you know, um, and that way it's like they pick, they're, they're learning only habits that they've picked up on my place. They're not bringing habits from other places. But, um, again, the, the cost to that is they may not have the, the good knowledge of like just working in the kitchen, you know, how to hold knives, you know, how to make sure that this thing is hot. Don't use your hand to carry like stuff like that, like basic stuff like that. So what do you think has worked for you? So do you think that hiring folks who've worked in a kitchen, in other kitchens, they've been more successful hires versus guys just walking in, no experience, but they're hungry to learn? Well, actually, I, I, I mean, I've had a combination, but I would say people who are, have already worked in kitchens, they're, I don't find them, I don't find them more difficult. I don't, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's because I haven't hired like somebody who was already like a, a, an executive chef somewhere. So, but all like my cooks, those ones who are cooks somewhere else, they've been like prep cooks or line cooks before. So, but I haven't had the challenge of, cause like, if you think of like when you're working at a restaurant, like in the U S or wherever else outside in the world, they hire trained people. And there's no, I think it's, it's understood that there's one chef in the kitchen and that's the person who, you know, I guess, makes like when you're talking about them being more difficult and using their own i mean yeah people are gonna still maybe have their little techniques but i think making it clear that this is the company protocol these are the recipes this is the this is what we do here from the beginning um i haven't really had that problem of of people What's you know the not being more difficult employee in the kitchen so do you have like a i mean like i'm trying i'm curious about the structure now you know, okay. the, the number one person in the kitchen was the position. Okay, well, technically, I'm the executive chef. Okay. Still. Then under me, is like I still have this, I kind of still have the same breakdown as like a fine dining restaurant because that was my training. So then under me is a sous chef, and he basically kind of, um, you know, oversees the whole team. And but I call him like the lead supervisor as well. Um, then under him, there are supervisors because each shift needs a supervisor. Then under the supervisor are prep cooks. Sorry, line cooks, not prep cooks. Are the line cooks who are like, you know, you know on, on the line during as orders are coming in. And then under the line cooks are the prep cooks. Okay. So that's my right. kitchen setup. And, um... The longest employee serving right now, how long has he has the employee been with you? Almost since we started. Um, and like, we started in 20... The longest two employees... We started in 2016, in September, and he came in December. Both of them actually came in December. And are they kitchen staff, or do they now have management roles? Pardon? Are they kitchen employees, or they have management roles now? Well, yeah, they're, they're like they're the lead supervisor okay. and the and the lead and the, and the one under the su- next supervisor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've um, I recently let go of my probably my strongest employee. I'm not happy about it, but it was a it was a necessary uh, decision that I had to make, and yeah, it's it's turned things upside down a little bit, but I think it's for the better though. Um, so I'm always curious to know how well or how long employees stay. And what the turnover is in, in um, well, how, how come you let him go? 
so I, I was reading this Netflix uh, um, culture docket or whatever they, they call it, right? Um, and he's a good staff, but he wasn't a good team, team player at all. Mm, and yeah, there were there were there were challenges yeah. with that way, and I and I was kind of covering up for him a lot of times because yeah. he delivered, but then I and I realized that like you know you you it wasn't a smart thing to do, and then I wasn't setting a good example because I was putting not really results. I I was putting um let's call it result. I was putting personal results over like team results, you know. Um, and, and I think. Uh, yeah. It wasn't intention. I was going to work with him longer to try to get him to come on board with the new um, changes we were making, but he just mm-hmm. did something I couldn't turn back from, and I felt like I needed to yeah. shake things up a little bit. But um, yeah, yeah, even yeah, it, it's it's definitely tough. Like you know, um, you, but what you said is like spot on. Like they have to. There's there's more to the role of. I mean, each role. Like for example, my my lead supervisor. I just I've been having this conversation with him a lot. Um, there's more to the role than just being a good and fast cook. Like if you're like a supervisor or a or a, the lead supervisor, you have other responsibilities like making sure you have enough stock, keeping, uh, making sure that we're not spending too much money and those kinds of things. Maybe if you're very strong in one area and you think that oh because you're strong in this area that means that you're great overall no your department covers a lot more and actually one of the things i'll say is i've i've introduced a new like um bonus system for my team where we kind of like give them scores on their performances every week which will uh, which um adds up over a month and at the end of the month then we'll now announce our employee of the month and they'll they they can get uh, they're entitled to like bonuses and that kind of stuff so that's really helped to motivate people but in it um is the breakdown of like what each person's uh um should how each person should be performing like so the supervisor will use the uh, a doc a questionnaire of, of um to kind of rate each employee like how does this person work with teammates how does this person um run their shift how uh is this does this person work neatly and those what i'm answering those kind of questions makes them and i also paste it for everybody to see um makes them see like what they how they should be performing basically and it just helps people like to step up it does so doing like, it for, it's yeah it's I, been very helpful i tried first of all i've always admired how well structured or how well yeah organized you are with your with, with your um with your operations i've uh, I'm, I'm, I wish I was that kind of person and I, and I kind of kick myself every day for not being that kind of person. But, um, I, I spoke to, um, I think one of the guys who owns, um, Fitness Central, the gym, and I was discussing just employees and he was like, you have to pay them very well. So after that, I went to the gym. I said, guys, everybody here has a 10,000 and a raise. This is all my kitchen staff. And I said, but we're going to grade you based on, you know, stuff. You know, we had like a criteria and, if you earn maybe like 85%, then you get like the 10,000 every amount. Now, mm-hmm. the unfortunate thing was the person who was grading them, it's either we didn't, we didn't grade the right things, um, or we didn't look at the right, you know, um, we, we, didn't, we didn't focus on the right things to look at because I was giving pretty much all the employees like out of 5K or 10K raise and we we're still having issues. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I realized that like this is not the right way to go about this. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can get like a 
a cat to, I don't know, that's not a good example, but it just, it didn't work. So I canceled that. I gave some like hard raises because they were actually doing better. And then the other ones who were slacking, I didn't, you know, it was as easy as uniform clean, putting things back, you know, mm-hmm. um, auto accuracy, but we're still having issues. And the challenge I have had is more of the people who are going to police the system. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. think I've gotten a strong, I'm, we're working towards that right now anyway, but, um, the challenges were, this is the SOPs. This is what we put in place. Are your guys following through? And are we checking up on them to make sure they follow through? And most times it wasn't the case. And, I, and that was a bit frustrating for me. But, um, kudos to you. Cause again, that's, so who, who, who checks up on that then? Is, is, is it, do you make sure that, um, the, so, so it's a new system I just started. Cause like, like what you said, I mean, it's not your your running a business is not easy. You're always just learning new things and trying new things. Like at first when I first when I started, I would just like give bonuses based on how I felt somebody was performing, right? So I was just like, Oh, this one did this guy did really well. I'm gonna give him an extra whatever. And as I I would like put whatever amount I felt like and I realized that that wasn't you know um, I don't know, I felt it. like there needs to be a system, like you can't just First of all, I would promote people for doing um, better than they were doing before, but not necessarily for, not even if they were not performing where they're supposed to perform. And I, I, I learned that you can't just give, uh, promote people or give them bonuses when they're not perf- performing the way they're supposed to be performing, like, or even just for performing the way you expect them to perform. Like, at the bare minimum, that's what they should be doing to that's work at your thing. organization yeah. like that's something i learned a lot from that grand cardone guy basically about about having a strong team and you know you have to get rid of people who aren't on the bus you know who shouldn't be on the bus at all yeah or who, or who aren't like performing you can't just keep at the end of the day your business is it's about your business it's nothing personal and this is what i explain to my team all the time like at the end of the day it's about the business so i try and create a system that gets rid of people who are not performing like automatically. So it's not like I'm even for like, we have a system of, of um, queries and suspensions that will just autom- automatically filter out people who don't want to, How many clearly don't want to be there. Do you give before, so, before suspension? So three queries before the first suspension. And then after the first suspension, there's one more suspension and then there's a firing. And that is over a year period. So, I mean, we're, we're only in June and I've already fired, like, two people. That already tells you how... Yeah. Meanwhile, other people have not even had one query. Most people have not even had one query. So, the system really just, like, gets rid of people who don't want to be there. And as far as as um, bonuses and incentives, like I said, like, when I started, I would just do it as I please. But now I've put in a system that's going to take care of that automatically by itself. I haven't, we just started the system, like I think we're on our second month now. And I will say that people are kind of like stepping up a bit because we, <laughs> I wasn't sure about this, but I, I decided let me paste their weekly results up in the kitchen for everyone to see. And that has actually like made people like, oh, whoa, like look at my score. Yeah. I need to step it up. That's cool. At first I was like, oh, that maybe that's not a good thing. But I mean, it's... It, it gets them competing and competing for it, like the, to be better. So I think that's a good thing. I, yeah, I, with, but not even necessarily competing with each other, but competing with themselves. They see how they performed okay. last week and like competing with their own self. So last week, 
let's say I'm a, I'm a cashier and I see, oh, last week I got uh, a, a six. Well, this week, let me, let me, usually when somebody will underperform one week, you'll see the next week, they'll, they'll do much higher. Like maybe they did it, they got a five or a six this week. Next week, they're going to get an eight or nine because they're like, oh, wow, I didn't do this. And we explain like, this is what you did wrong or this is what you weren't doing. You were rude to a customer. You were, <clears throat> you were like, we had a lot of complaints during your shift or, or that kind of thing. And then you'll see them the next week, they'll just be smiling and being very polite to customers. And like, <laughs> so that has been, that has been working. And the bonus and everybody's included in the whole team. So like even I think this employee of the month, who the person who won employee of the month this month was um our driver actually. Oh wow. So he was and then these things are also because of um at, at the end of the year when we do our end of year bonus and employee of the year kind of thing, then they're, they're entitled to like bigger rewards or whatever. So it's very um yeah, it's just one way to I'm make still... them So the, the... I'm very impressed. The the issues that not the issues, some of the things that happens in my place is like one employee came in maybe like three hours late and we're all pissed off mm-hmm. and it's, it should be a fine. So yeah, 100%, he, he, he not no, came and to, he was like, Can I can <clears> he <throat> tell me what happened? And normally I would say, I'm not interested that the fine stands. But then again, you say, you know, team guys, listen to your employees, hear them out. And the guy was saying that his mom was sick. That he was actually visibly shaken that they had to take her to um the bus stop to take her to the village because she's been sick for a while. And he had called um another rider who was up and needed to come work for him. And the rider said no. And the guy was visibly like, you know, it was like about like, like was about to lose his mom. And when he told me that, I'm like, how can I find him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know? no, like, I mean, at the end of the day, there's different, so, like, you take each everything, you know, with a so the, so the issue that I have really is, I always feel like there's an excuse for everything, but then there's this human side that if you keep up, if you're, you, you're doing blind justice, then eventually, like, um, I don't, I don't know, maybe, my, maybe because of the way I am with my guys constantly, I feel like I want them to know that I understand them, but the, the cost of that is, They'll make decisions that would affect the business, and I well, can't. Really... I don't. <clears throat> sorry, I don't think that um, it has to be like at the end of the day, like you might. So that example that you said, like for my team, right? If you're going to be running late, you must inform your supervisor or manager. A simple text or a call will free you of any charges, of any um, what's it called, uh, queries or anything like that. All you need to do is call. It's because it's not just. It's about the team because it can really affect the shift. It does, and it can really make like we've had an we had an incident last week where actually the supervisor just he wasn't feeling well and he just left the kitchen and didn't tell anybody. And then we had a, a rush of orders, and the supervisor wasn't there. The other people w- weren't that were there were not like strong enough to push through with that shift. And we had a lot of complaints and like it was terrible. Basically, it was almost like our earlier days. And um, all that the supervisor had to, had to say was that I'm not feeling well. I'm going to step outside, and that would have been, you know, communication. It's like I stress the communication thing. I don't, I don't like, because if you allow, you know, someone to keep getting away with that kind of thing, they'll they'll start taking the piss and start. Do you get you know, queries so, to supervisors? 
Yeah, and the, like everybody, is, is it everybody, what? And the everybody, whole... can, even my manager can get a query. Oh he has my one when I threaten, I threaten a query for him. <laughs> and like, um, manager, and, and the entire but, yeah, team knows or they don't know because I always feel like Pardon? if the, the entire team, like the, the entire staff, would they know there's a query being given to an employee or they don't know? About... I mean, I don't really hide a query. Like, if I'm I don't really hide a query. It depends on what they do. I think it's also good that other people... I don't, like, make an announcement that, oh, somebody had a query. I don't do that. But if maybe if I'm standing there and somebody's there, I don't really hide the query because I think at the end of the day, it's good for other people to see, like, oh, I shouldn't do that either. Yeah, so, like, um, <laughs> so, what happened recently in my place? I think something happened and I felt like if I had punished the supervisors, like, you can't punish the leaders of the... I mean, it, it, it almost, like, demotes them. Yeah, you know, 100%, so I like, um, so I tell my guys, are like, at your level, you guys should be making these mistakes because if I now start yeah. coming hard on you, like, yeah. you might as well just leave them because yeah. it shouldn't be that. But anyway, I would say actually, my manager, I wouldn't do that. I don't say things like that to him in front of people. Yeah, because I don't want to undermine him. Yeah. So I, I don't like, I don't like, you know, mm-hmm. say I, 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 we, we do that privately in the meet in our meetings. Okay, but he's like way higher up than even the supervisors like they're not like on the same okay. playing field um, and anybody can also become a supervisor yeah, so even that. manager i guess like we have a system where like right now our cleaner just got promoted he's now a cook like wow and one of our somebody as well another person who actually started as a cleaner became a cook now he's a prep cook sorry became a prep cook now he's a line cook so next thing he could be a supervisor so you don't as long as you're performing well, you get promoted. It's not because at the end of the day, we need good employees. Yeah. Okay. Um, you said you had 40 employees. I'm, I'm a bit curious about that. And you, maybe like less than yeah. half were kitchen staff. So it, it, you're, you're having other areas then. Like where, where are the other, what other positions are there? And you have, right, you I have mean, just so one location, the right? Yeah. Okay. But we have three shifts. So that's why. Ah. So we have... So we're open like from 6 a.m. And on some, some days from 6 a.m. to, I'm not open. Like the staff is around, staff hours are from 6 a.m. to 3 a.m. So on Every some day? days. On Sunday? No, on some, on like, on Friday, or Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Other days are 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. So we have, we fluctuate between two and, two and, um, three shifts. So for that reason, we need to have. Why did you open past 11 p.m.? Like, is there, is there, um. So the, the the sales from eleven PM to three AM is that a, is that I'm guessing it justifies staying open. Yeah, exactly. But- so basically in the beginning it wasn't first of all, like I've I'm one of the reasons I've stepped out of the kitchen is to really like push other areas. Like I need I'm working on marketing and like promotion. So as far as like the late night, it hasn't been very well promoted. So it isn't as busy as other shifts. But that's some that's like my next this month. Cause I like kind of set targets and stuff. So this month, that's one of my targets to start promoting our late nights. But in general, our late nights are um, of, um, naturally by themselves, by itself, increasing in in traffic as people come to know that it's that we're even open. Most people don't know that we're even open. The other restaurants on that road are they open that late? I no, but there are clubs and there are clubs and that are open and stuff like literally across from us. So that's one another reason. So you don't have a you open. don't have a huge security concern. 
I mean, I don't. I have security, but I don't have. I don't know. Okay. Like uh, armed or like the maybe the I'm like naive. It. I don't know. I no, don't it, like, it's. But yeah. So there's certain areas that busy that you maybe you don't need, but like I always, I I think the reason why you don't find businesses open late like hours is because of security concerns, not really operating costs, because your employees can probably crash there at any day. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, but I have. Um, I mean, I got some policemen, okay. I guess, or some some security. Okay. For the nights. Okay. Time. Okay. So that's good. But um. Yeah. And do you how do you factor that into your cost then? I mean, is it just something that um. It's part of my my salaries, yeah. It's okay. part of my cost. Okay. <clears throat> they're um, part of the four. They're part of the forty. Okay. Okay. So I I recently have closed down my other location, so I'm also focused on this one right now. Um, you had two locations, right? Was it three? Two. Me, I had two, but two. it was the t- having two is not like I intentionally had two. It was like a tr- transition oh, yeah, from the yeah, first yeah, place yeah. to the second place. So okay. it was a transition from where we were to where we are now, and the leases just overlapped. Okay, that's literally why we had two. Not like we- I was planning to have two. Do you think you're going to expand anytime soon? Or hundred hundred percent. I'm currently looking for somewhere on the mainland. Actually. Oh wow. Yeah, because we have a lot of requests for the mainland. And it's like a completely, un- we're not like there at all in any capacity. We don't deliver there, nothing. So I'm actively looking for a space right now in the mainland. So before the year runs out, you probably should have a place up and running? I hope so. I don't, I'm just, I have, I have to find a place. <laughs> yeah. It's taking some time. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still looking. Okay. And would you do this with investors or you do it solo? I mean, do you, are you generating enough money to? to do this expansion by yourself, like by yourself or you would have to get a investment? I should be able to, to do it by myself. It just depends on the cost. I mean, I can, I can, I could start the place kind of small, like the way we did okay. with this current, okay. with our, well, the way we started in general. Um, and also just to kind of gauge and see how people respond rather than just opening very big. If I'm going to open the way I like, in a big way that I would need investors, but it's, I think I might just start small, almost like a, to like check out the market and see how people are responding in that area. Okay. Um, that's good. Ambitious. I think there's, there's a, there's a huge market in mainland that hasn't been tapped. Exactly. And, yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I still, I always have this conflicting ideas that do you grow through expansion or you go through serving your customers better? you know um the ones in your main in your in your community so i'm not yet sure which uh business uh um strategy I, i'm going to follow but um but i mean it's 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 being done other companies are doing it so like which ones can definitely be, i mean the big ones that have uh, have expanded in other areas like i don't know dominoes or those other places but, but are they making are they making the margins that is healthy enough or they cuz so the thing about expansion and more location is your numbers are getting squeezed and then you have to, this is my opinion, and, and if you look at all these guys you talked, you just mentioned, they're racing to the bottom when it comes to their pricing. You know, they're offering things much cheaper than they really should because they want the numbers now. But they're buying in, in larger quantities, which yeah, but it's kind still, of afford them yeah, to but it's still, well, lower the margin, their... Yeah, but I, I still think that um, 
So it's like, do you want to run and be a Kia or Honda, or you want to run and be like a BM or Mercedes or like an Audi? So it, I mean, I want to. I, mean, I I think it can be done. It's being done. No, I think it, it's just about. Okay, I don't doubt it is being done, and, and it makes sense. But I still I keep asking myself like. No, but what I'm saying when you say do you want to run like an Audi or I think that you can still run very well, like an like. As you mentioned, I think it was in Mercedes. I don't know cars. <laughs> as a high-performing entity and still, like, multiply. Like, and you just have to... I, I, mean, like, I, I, me I right think now, the market in Nigeria now and the companies that have done that, I mean, um, I think if you look at the price point, like, it's almost like there's a war going on with... with the, the fast casual or fast food right now. Like there's, the prices are pegged and they're all offering similar items and they can go and pretty much your 2000 era in Mr. X's location can get the similar items in the next location. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I think that's, a, that's, I'm not sure that's healthy competition, uh, you know, but anyway, your, your products are u- unique enough to stand alone, but uh, I'm still just not sure if having Multiple location, meaning more employees, same dramas, same government problems. If you can handle it and still keep very healthy margins, or you're now squeezing tight, you know. Well, uh, <clears throat> I guess that's something I'll let you know. Definitely, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll follow you. I mean, <laughs> show, show, show I'll us, let you the, know show I, us <laughs> the way. Show us the way. When I um, okay, how um, it goes so, for me? I don't know. Why did you choose, I mean, because your, your menu has, so you, okay, you have items that you only offer one day a week, right? Like the, the tackles yeah. and the bow, right? Yeah. Okay. Do, is, why did you set it up like that? Is it just to test uh, uh, the market? Well, or, no, so when, no, when I started out, we had a very tiny kitchen and we just couldn't accommodate having everything on our menu. And... I don't know, like now, the kitchen is bigger now, but we've set up, like our our main focus is our sandwiches. So I actually liked the way that people, even though some customers are annoyed by it, <laughs> I actually like the way that people like- Have to wait for it. Res- respond like, okay, this is the day for this menu item. And it allows us to like, you know, make it a special thing that Definitely. people like kind of wait for. And then they actually, I, I don't know if, okay, sales of that item across the whole week would be uh, higher or lower. I mean, I don't know if, okay, maybe if we if we have them every single day, then the sales across the board would go down or whether keeping it on one day forces everybody, oh, I, I can't miss out. Let me, rather than, oh, it's always going to be there. So scarcity is always no- good. And, you know, lots of brands usually um, give those limited time offer things and it pushes sales. So with my catfish, exactly. we did that on Fridays and then we realized that after a while sales was not really going the way we wanted it to go so now we offer it Friday, Saturday, Sunday and but we do a limited quantity so it's more, almost like well while supply lasts yeah. so with this yeah. now we're able to sell more um, because now some folks just can't make it out mm. on that Friday yeah. evening you know not yeah, yeah, exa- yeah exactly like we do get a lot of complaints you know, that, um, like, but that's something that I like I want to put them to push my late nights I want to put those specials on the late night menu okay so that's Thursday nights Friday nights Saturday nights okay um 
that's part of my like when I start driving the late night, and that's also a test to see how people respond to it being available on more days, and if it's like if people are you know still very hype about it, I might just put some things on the menu permanently. Like I was actually thinking of putting the wings on the menu permanently, permanently, and on our wing Wednesday we would just have different kinds of wings that are yeah, only available on the Wednesday. Okay. But wings we'll is a top seller, wings. funny enough. For, I think most people sell a lot of yeah, wings. Yeah, people like chicken, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, do. People so, like chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, funding. So the initial setup you have right now, you, you said you got a, you got it through um, Wema Bank. There was a loan of fund, something that you had access to. No, Wema um, Sorry. Uh, Actually, that didn't even end up going through. I was in the process of doing something with uh, Access Bank, their women, their women banking, okay. banking initiative. Okay. My loans were mostly mostly from friends, friends and family. Oh, okay. okay. And um, but I do have a bank loan as well from GTB. Okay. So what, um, just out of curiosity, like, what does it take to actually get that sorted out? Is it a business plan? Is it an actual running business? I and mean, do they check your numbers? I mean, yeah, they're looking to so. There are a lot of actually initiatives. Maybe it's because I like, they have a lot of um, a lot of initiatives targeted at women running businesses. But I've been approached by all my not almost all my banks about some initiative or the other that they're doing for okay. entrepreneurs. Like right now, like I feel like there are a lot of banks that have that so, are giving so they out approach loans. you or because I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to yeah, see they if approach they, me. They approach you. They approach me. Yeah. So you recommend that any uh, person I don't, listening should go I to their account. I think you should just ask. Yeah, just ask your account officer. Okay, I would but, like a loan. How do I go about it? Are there any initiatives? Okay. Um, but literally, they I don't know. If they were all roll, all the banks were rolling them out around the same time. I don't. Maybe they're all competing. I don't <laughs> obviously, but um, but yeah, they they all approached me, and that's okay. how I got those loans. What's the yeah. future of of our industry? I mean, I guess you, we're fast casual, right? Is that how you would term it? What's the future yes. in Lagos of, of fast casual restaurants? Um, I mean, I think just in general, the food industry here is growing. I think we're going to see more of what we're seeing in other parts of the world. People are now, now eating out is not taboo as it was when I was younger, where we only ate out on Christmas Sundays. and Sundays <laughs> or whatever. Now, like, people are eating like all their meals there are people that eat out for every meal <clears throat> you know so i think the industry is going to keep expanding we're going to see more you know and more people or more businesses who care about the quality more than making a quick buck i guess um and we'll i will see better quality food being produced as well because everybody, I, I, there's more policing, I guess, in terms of like the quality of food now. Um, you know, you'll reviews and people take to online, you know, and we don't like hesitate here to like, you know, either complain or praise good businesses or bad businesses. So we'll see more. Uh, I think it'll, uh, it's, it's kind of a good thing because it forces um, business owners to like make sure they're serving something that's you know do you do of high quality yes we do do deliveries what percentage it's not my ideal like if 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 in my ideal world everybody would eat at our restaurant because our toasties are best fresh and not and not delivered but at the end of the day that's what the customer wants because most of our customers 
is that office lunchtime crowd and they don't always have time to pass afternoon traffic to come to our location. So delivery is like very important like for us. What percentage would you think would be? Um, for deliveries, probably about hmm, maybe like 40% or something no, like that. I'm doing 34% right now. The reason why I'm asking that, because when I ask what the future I don't know the exact number, but, but something it, like it that. Probably, so 30%, 40%. Yeah, so in, in, in fast casual, I, I think that logistics is going to be the biggest um, problem we need to solve. Um, oh, yeah. And I also 100%. think that, and this is me just, you know, talking out of my ass maybe. I don't think that people should invest in sit-in spaces anymore because you don't need that. I mean, Instagram has messed up, has helped businesses out, but has also like uh, has changed the landscape totally because now you can be in your in your house, go on an Instagram page, you see like loads of pictures and call to order and they deliver. Meanwhile, this guy can be walking out of his BQ, but nobody cares about that as long as visuals are good, service is fantastic, food tastes good, they'll keep coming back to you. You know, so um, I think that the movement of fast casual is not—it's not really like a, a true dining experience. Look at the Chinese restaurants and the Chinese fast foods in the states. Some of them have I mean, like four or five seats because they know that you're going to pick up and you're going to go to your house. You know, and then they can set up in a in a strip mall. But like the TGI Fridays have a huge space, but the. It, Eating restaurants, dining in, I think dining in overall will be decreasing for the kind of foods that we're selling. Um, people will want to have better experiences. They will go to maybe a, a casual dining versus a fast casual, you know. So I, I think that's kind of where um, the industry is moving into. Wait, so are you saying that um, basically fast casual dining restaurants will, will do less seating are you talking about yes. restaurants in general i think fast casual will do, do a whole lot less definitely in seating people seating. Like you'll mostly yeah i mean yeah that makes sense because yeah. like even for for me a very very low percentage of people sit in yeah. and eat for me yeah. but which, <clears> which also tells us that especially when you try and get another space your, your the bulk of your space is going to be kitchen storage and maybe admin and a small section for yeah. customers yeah yeah you know um so that it, makes sense th that's kind of um, how i'm seeing it and unfortunately the folks who have invested in would you consider book a hot or fast casual i'm just curious now yeah it is and the place is well. chill it's chill and it's fast it's not fast it's, food the food is um a little better quality than well technically that's the definition of a fast casual dinner, uh, restaurant something in between a sit down or fine dining kind of restaurants and fast food restaurants so the we are talking about higher quality but fast and i guess fast is under my sister just told me the other day <laughs> trying to throw shade that fast is Fast food is anything that's under 20 minutes or something. Nah, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, what's it called? Location, location. So um, it's it's pretty impressive that you were able to, you know, get the space on our lower road. That's like prime location. Um, yeah. Was that the, like, how did you go about choosing that? Because that's also a bigger investment as well too, you know. Like, yeah. What was the... Because my strategy is like 
opposite. I try to look for like a diamond in the rough, then I struggle through trying to build a, a market around that. That I can imagine if you choose the right location from day one, then you will have less challenges trying to make bank. So like, yeah. um, what yeah. exactly made you decide to make that huge investment and move to a prime location like our lower road? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, um, but but uh, more better no or a, a a more seen location will will bring you more traffic it will improve your sales which has been the case 100% i noticed that from from this experience of like all the different kind of i've basically this is my third uh, physical location that i've been in the other two were hidden and honestly the sales you can't even compare like even if i don't like for, for for the longest time, we haven't had a proper sign and our sales have been way better than what they were with the other locations I was in. And we just put up our sign and the sales have like even increased further. I mean, why why I didn't have a sign is another problem. Is that the last issue or what? Pardon? Was it last of problems? Or you just no, like... no, no. It was just I wanted a, a specific kind of sign. Like <laughs> I, I wanted to invest. No, it's I think it's it's... It's, it was about branding. So I wanted to invest on a kind of sign that is not, you know, like I don't really see it here. So I wanted our establishment to stand out where we are. So did and you get it done locally or you shipped it in? I shipped it in. Yeah. So I was looking. I couldn't find anyone who could make it here. It's a neon sign. So oh, wow. apparently we don't do neon signs here. We don't. And, so yeah. I really looked for that. So I ended up shipping it in. How big is the and sign? like ooh, a, like eight eight feet by four feet. Not yeah yeah something like that. Eight feet by four feet or so. And costs some money, honestly, right? yeah, it cost some money. But like, it was. Listen to me. The week it went up, it almost paid for itself. Like that's what I'm talking about in terms of like. I don't know if that's that would have been the case with any sign though. Obviously, but I mean that money will be made back. Oh, definitely. Right I'm curious now, so, like to, to, to the power, <clears throat> you have to get adapters or step downs or? or no, it comes with one. It came with one. So literally just plug it. And you have an extra one just in case that shit blows. Well, already the, we had a problem. We actually had to take the sign down because in one week it wasn't plugged. It wasn't like the electrician didn't hook it up properly. So we have to fix the bulb, but we'll, it'll go up uh, this week, back up this week. But the few days it was up really like increased our traffic quite drastically. In fact, to the point people didn't even know that we were. I didn't realize that people really didn't know. <laughs> we have a little sign there, but I didn't know that that little sign was not doing much for us. <laughs> but it was as if people came and they were like, "How long have you, are you guys new?" Like, no, we've been here almost a year in this location. Um, I see that you're yeah. also doing like a shared space with like a almost like a workspace set set in. Yeah, um, so there's an office and there's like a nail salon, um, yeah, in the building. Okay, but even the I'm saying like the the dining area now. I think you, you, I think I saw it on Instagram where you wanted to also push it as a workspace where people can come set up and get the job. Oh yeah, so no, that's basically I partnered with um Office Pop. Okay. Who that's a business that they go to restaurants or okay. I don't know if it's only restaurants and then they basically bring their community of people who are looking for spaces spaces to work. Is that one time or like a continuous thing? No, it was a continuous thing. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So oh. they basically sign up. I think they, they partnered with many restaurants. Okay. Not just us. Also, so they kind yeah. of put it on their platform. And it also helps because then eventually they might become customers as well too. So it's yeah. maybe a yeah. weird thing. All right. I mean, we've, we've hit like 15 minute mark. Um, I, I didn't have any specific questions. I just wanted to just touch on different areas. And I think that the certain things that if anyone listened to this podcast, they wouldn't, there's, there's a lot you said that they can, they can pick up from. And I think that's kind of fantastic. Um, you know, again, keep on setting the pace for all of us to kind of follow through. I, I, your branding is fantastic. I read some re- reviews online were all great. There was no complaints. I have good food, but then my ambience is like shit. So it's like a good, good, uh, good review. But then, you know, there's always like a, a down, downside to mine. So. You guys are doing a fantastic. There's a downside to mine too. <laughs> well, it wasn't online. I just I literally skimmed through a bunch of reviews, and they've, they've said good service, fast food. You know, I mean, don't think, a guy said food was expensive, but I think I'm never worried about when people say food is expensive because it, it's it's just what you value at the end of the day. You know, um, but um, you know, your branding is is is, is clean. The packaging is on point. Food is different. I don't think anybody's doing this. Um, and I don't think they can, they can easily do it as well too, you know? Um, and then the location you have is, is prime, like it's prime. How is it on weekends yes, though? You. Because it seems like, well, actually weekends are not normally, so our, the bulk of our busy times is during the like office hours. Those are our customers mostly, but actually lately, um, like I said, I've not done a great job in terms of like, I don't feel like I've done the great job in terms of promotion. But um, when we first put up the signs, the sales kind of went up like quite a bit on the weekend, like as though it was a weekday. And it has even continued now that the sign isn't even physically up right now. To, like yesterday, for example, was like a week. It was as busy as a, week, a normal weekday. Um, but I don't know like if that's like, because people just saw the sign last week and Maybe they're like, oh, let me mental note, let me check that place up, uh, check up on that place. But I don't know. I think I just need to do a lot more in terms of promotion, and because at the end of the day, as I've as I've read a lot, you know, best known um, beats the best, beats best. Basically, yeah. if I have the best food in the world, but if no one knows about your business, then your business is gonna so- fail. So I'm trying to work on like promotion. I'm pushing. Do you have a budget for that, or you just business. kind of? Uh... So that I mean, right? That's something that I had one from the beginning, but it's, it wasn't a really realistic budget um, for it. But it was five percent. That's not realistic. Um, no, I mean, in terms of, I just put it there. I wasn't. I didn't like okay. actually. I didn't actually like. I just okay. put it there because when I was starting my business, I was like, oh, I just read online that you should put five percent whether it's actually 5%, I'm actually, I haven't like started structuring, okay, this is our, our advertising budget for 2019. This is, these are the projects, but that's what I'm trying to go towards, like planning in advance. Right now, I kind of just promote willy-nilly, like, okay, let me do a, get a, an Instagram ad or Facebook ad, which by the way, I have to say anybody who's listening, you need to get on those uh, Facebook ads and Instagram I'm on Instagram. It's killer. For this, that's the same thing. Like, cause this, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah. So, so it's managed through Facebook. 
and I do actually, both. You, you are, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I do both. Basically, listen, online um, advertising on social media is huge, and it should not be slept on. <laughs> so, Literally, <clears throat> you can. I, it's it's cheaper than advertising like on a commercial like, let's say on television even, even making flyers as well too it's cheaper to go online because th- these guys they know your customers they know the time they're yeah. going to see it. they know how to get yeah. into their faces every single and day and you're going your 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 customer is literally holding your in your in their hand your you know everything they can see everything in your in the in the palm of their hand yeah. so it's yeah it's it's been fantastic i've noticed like the weeks we don't advertise sales go down quite drastically curious like how much you put a, in, in a month on instagram ads well can... lately i started it's up to 200k now a month I, yeah it's up to about 200k i'm, I'm going to increase that <laughs> and I'm, i want to try it out so basically i do about 50k a week and oh my i want goodness. to try so i thought what? i was doing good i'm doing 50k a month and i'm like oh no 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 so i learned so at first I would do like really cheap ads. Like I would just be like, uh, maybe the, I would do like in one ad, maybe the max I would pay would be like 6K or or 2K or something like that. And those did not get any returns to the point. I was like, this thing isn't working. And I, I met a friend of mine who said, oh, she was, she was about to do an ad in a day for 50K for one day. And she did that. And over three days, she made... So she put like let's say she put 50k a day, so she spent like uh 150k and she made almost a million naira back in those three days. What is she? And I was what like, um hair? hair products. Yeah, that's, that's and I was like, good. um, let me try this. So I in, then increased my spending. So in one week I did 50k, and maybe on that 50k, I might have made an extra like 700 k on that 50k. Yeah. So I'm gonna Get so, to a point where I, I'm going to try more and see, like, you know, because at the end of the day, gone, people need to see your product. They do, they do. So, um, shoot, a lot of questions that spins off that. I, I think that, um, it might be good to have a hard line, uh, fixed amount. So maybe like the five or six percent of revenue, yeah, on, yeah, on something. Yeah, yeah. Because, so I get people calling and say, oh, they have a platform, come on there, give us discount. And then people will yeah, buy I more. But I tell, I, 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 I say no to that because <laughs> at the end of the day, your, your profit margin on your product, you're looking at maybe like a, you know, 15 to like 25, 30% if you're very good, you know, because that's net at the end of the day. So when you're, when your budget for marketing goes higher, it looks good and you're making more money, but you're still buying more products. You know, I mean, grant, granted your fixed cost is the same. But your your variable cost is still going up. You're still buying more bread, still buying more imported cheese, you know, still using more gas, still using more oil, you know, still running the bikes more. So you have to do depreciation. I mean, so I always feel like as much as I'm going to increase my my amount as well too, it's good to also kind of keep it tied to a certain percentage. There's things that have higher margins. Food food is not. I mean, luxury products definitely you know you're going to get you're going to repeat customers so like i'm not surprised about the hair thing even clothes i mean i'm not surprised about that but food wise based on the the, the profits we might make on this it's always, it might be good to just kind of peg it but i'm going to increase my amount because i spoke to 100 you have uh, to yeah. i'm going to i'm going because honestly like i started doing like in october and i, I see like an increase in sales i'm like oh shit like i actually do more of this 
you know, I used to do like um, SMS blast before, but I've kind of stopped doing that because it makes, you're not making any returns off that. Well, actually, those are not, because I actually wasn't really paying attention to those. But then we started, uh, I had my people in my office start calling customers and asked them, like customers we hadn't heard from. And some people were saying, well, you guys stopped sending us messages and basically out of sight, out of mind. Oh, wow. Really? So some people really like, they might not respond to you, but they, but they in terms of like your message, but they, so it's the sub, subliminal. So like because, it takes people somebody needs to see your message at least five times so in fact, you just before they're going to even respond right to anything when i was doing my fish at 4 p.m on fridays i was in a blast for fish ready by by 5 p.m and we usually sold out but i stopped doing that and now my fish sales has gone down so what i do I, what do yeah. i do now and i've now spread it out spread it to three other days friday saturday sunday because it was like i spent 5k or maybe on a blast on Friday evening. But if I'd spend that 75k or 6k on Instagram, I usually get yeah. more orders. So I kind of Or try a week blast. Try a week, a week ad, or even a month ad. Because listen, it takes somebody, like I said, like I, Multiple from my people. research, it takes, you have to think how many times you have to see something before Multiple. you say, you know what? I'm going to try that product. It's all about, that's what branding is. Once you start seeing it constantly, you start becoming familiar with it. And then you're like, okay, let me, one day you're like, let me try it. Definitely. But it's not, it, you're never going to have, or very rarely are you going to have someone on the first time like that say, okay, you know, well, in, well, it can happen. But it's just more, it's more likely they have to keep seeing, you have to keep seeing it. You're like, hmm, you're becoming more familiar. And then, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So Fantastic. like, yeah, that's the thing about branding, you know. So that's what I'm trying to work on right now, like getting us uh, seen more. Do you, would you ever <clears> sell <throat> this business? Yeah, probably I would. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm tired of being here, I just okay. pick up a dip. <laughs> and what, what would you do next? Another food I don't know if I, I don't know when. Oh, um, it doesn't have to be food, actually. I, I realize that um, I just really enjoy business. It doesn't have to be food. I enjoy food, yeah. So I always, I think I always have something in food. Like right now, I'm already thinking of my next restaurant. Oh wow! So yeah, I'm thinking of that. But uh, would I sell business? I mean, possibly. I'm not like opposed to it. It's I, I, I would, I would, I would still like to have some kind of like ownership. stake in the Do yeah, you, some kind of are ownership you 100% in the business. Owner right now. Well, you know, in Nigeria, you can't be hundred percent. So <laughs> I have a. My sister is on with a small percentage. Okay. But basically, yeah, technically, I guess I own majority of the company, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I don't have a, I don't have any partners or anything. That's good. <clears throat> that's good. It's, um, the, the times when I feel like, do I want to do what the Chipotle did where I sell to a bigger company and then eventually like spin off and be by yourself or because. The, well, that's because their deal didn't work out. It worked out for them. No, that's the reason why they later. They later, I guess, it wasn't like they had planned to it wasn't, yeah, be but, bought and then then go back to you know. But, I guess their but I, the way I see the it, the relationship it, didn't work it, it out. It didn't, but then they knew something that the McDonald's guys didn't know. They believed more than McDonald's guys. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's. I think they. My digestion is like they probably downplayed their hands. They probably downplay their hands where these guys just were too they were too stuck not to see that this is where this is going you know um, yeah they were taking it in a direction that they didn't 
that Chipotle didn't want, want I guess. So the they were conflicting brand messages. Because, you know, McDonald's is more like, you know, they don't focus Fast on like, the process, quality. Yeah, and, like, yeah, they're integrity. more into process. And that was just like not what Chipotle's brand branding is. Yeah. So I think that's all right, why all they right, all right. didn't um, work out. Eka, it's always amazing. I feel quite flat. I have to go do a lot of homework right now. But um, keep up the good work. Um, I mean, I'm curious. Is there anything you want to ask me? Is there any questions that maybe? Yeah. Well, first, can you tell me? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know if I could like ask you questions. Yeah, ask, ask, so. <laughs> ask. So, how long have you been um, doing your business? So the first restaurant was 2012. That lasted a year. It lasted with me as a partner there for a year, and then this brand since 2013. Okay. And how have you been finding it? Like. What's it been like in general for you? So it's um it's been it's been good and bad. It's good because you, you see, I mean, every time you acquire new knowledge and you put it into into the business, you see the returns. But then it's it's something something that like yeah, you, you cannot stay complacent, and you have to really dig deep to get the knowledge because you can't. No business mm-hmm. person here will tell you stuff of how they're doing things, and you learn a lot as you go along. But you hope that the mm-hmm. mistakes you're making don't cripple you, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm actively working every day. Um, if I'm not working, I'm listening to podcasts that's actively trying to gain more mm-hmm. knowledge. So it, it, it's fun, but it, it's like um, the other thing I'm realizing right now is it's tough to actually sell your dreams to your employees because at yeah, the end of the yeah. day, they want a Somebody paycheck. Somebody just asked me this. Yeah, you know, I literally just um, had this conversation with a, with a, with somebody, but uh, let me just say something that I I tried and seems to be working. So I know, like what you said, I know some people they just want a check, you know, they don't really believe in themselves, and so I started these like motivational talks like once a month with my team, and literally that has so many members of my team kind of like started waking up and being like you know i can do more in life Eka, than let me give you a story so my birthday in the office i gave i i do a lot of same thing you're doing but i think what happens is when you gas up a cat that you can be a lion then the cat thinks i can be a lion and goes after the lion but like they don't they want short caught because i'm i paid a guy okay in this book, I gave it to my supervisor to read. I said I'll give him a raise after he finished reading the book. He didn't read the book. I gave it to other employees to read. I recently just gave I gave one a task to read um, Think and Grow Rich. So the things you tell your employees, but because and maybe maybe it's the kind of stuff that I have, the ones I have gassed up where I have I have, you know, motivated them, they end up like getting it wrong. You know, because they think now they have they have earned the position they're in. You know, and then when you tell them that, like, no, that's not the right thing, then they, they, they start taking it personal. I've had a guy that I have told that, listen, don't work for me for the next four or five years. Like, uh, if you leave me, go for a bigger job. But what happens? They would quit because now they feel like they, they're pumped. But, but then the reality hits them. So my motivation for my staff, maybe just how I've been doing it, usually kind of backfires because you encourage them, you gas them up, tell them that they have all the power, they have all, you know, all the strength to push through. And then they think that they're good now. They, they think that they have arrived, you know, um, and it creates other issues. 
you know, you give them a promotion, they start busting people around because now they have a promotion. You know, you give them extra money, they buy nice shoes because, or they, they, I mean, it's backfired for me, but yeah, I mean, sorry to, sorry to cut you off, but the motivational thing, I'm all for that, but I'm not sure. It doesn't work with the kind of guys that I have in my office, which might mean that I need mm-hmm. to have better staff then. That, that's interesting because for me I didn't really have that experience like it really for me I saw people putting I don't know maybe it's I kind of try to explain to them like obviously they, neither, none of us is going to be I don't expect you all to be here forever but at least while you're here you should be trying to see what you can learn to take you to wherever you need to get in life like and I also I don't know I, I, I try my hardest to, to like in case anybody wants to like quit or anything like that, um, hopefully we'll have somebody else who can, you know, step up in their place so that it doesn't really affect yeah. the team. But I don't know. I haven't had I, like I've I've only had good uh, responses from the motivational stuff that we do, and they good. kind of also choose the subjects as well that we talk about, and it's like. It's like engaging and a fun conversation. I, guess. I probably have to have more discipline in my employer. I think if I if I set that up from the beginning and when I and I start introducing this whole motivational kind of talks, I think it will go a long way. But like I try to connect with all my employees, and I I also want to understand where they're coming from, and I tell them that listen, this is what you've done, for example, but this is what it means, you know. And I know you don't know that, so but. It's, it's it's tough and i'm still trying to figure it out it might be maybe my approach um might be that um i might be too much in their face you know um but yeah there are things that those those are probably the most challenging things and then also trying to decide what kind of business you want to be you know um you know and how you want to grow like what i have decided to do now the four areas I'm, i want to work on is logistics is cost cutting, um, customer service, and then branding. Um, those and are what? F- and branding. Okay, brand. yeah. Those are four areas that I'm going hard on. Um, and I, that's just my strategy. I, I don't think that, you know, your ambulance is good, but that will not keep you in business for the next five, ten years. You know, um, I don't. your food is good, but really, I think... F- food is preferential at the end of the day you know um is how do you like your food so to me is is customer service is cost cutting yeah is logistics yeah. and it's branding and so those are areas that i i want to push yeah. and you know also to be a good better leader as well too there are times where i just start swearing at them because they've done some stuff that has pissed me off you yes. know um and I then didn't. yeah same also you have employees that because they have a, they ha, they you know put they're in, in a in a different position that, than they've ever been in, so when something happens, they take things personally, and then they have like favoritism. And I'm like, every employee gets a chance to like speak their not speak their mind, but like communicate with you like why they have done something, and then mm-hmm. you should take your emotional side and listen and say, fine, was this something that we didn't train them on, or was mm-hmm. like an intentional thing? So yeah, that's like actually when when I when I mentioned at the beginning of this conversation about um that whole like I'm um, learning about leadership. Yeah. Um, one thing that I realized, so I had put a lot of um responsibility on my supervisors, for example, to you know carry out the position in a certain way, but I I noticed that they were not kind of living, they were not kind of performing the way I was hoping that they would perform, and I think the 
the the I guess the fault is probably mine, or probably it is mine for not. I assumed by by promoting them that they understood the position of supervisor, but I don't think I did a good job of like explaining what is really required from the position to the point that in the, in terms of training. So basically, I, I whenever like let's say we have complaints or there's the the, the places the the shift isn't working flowing well or it's like messy or whatever i kind of like you know put that burden a lot on the supervisors to kind of step it up but i guess just by saying step it up they don't know what i mean (laughs) they they don't really know what i mean and i'm only realizing that now that you know what maybe they just i just didn't show them how to be supervisors so that's why their teams are not like even like having them train their team they're not really they're not having success in doing that so i'm realizing like huh i need i probably need to develop a supervisor training now wow so but yeah it's like with everything i guess you just it is and it's it's also constant learning and it's the, the more success you want the more out of the kitchen you have to be and i think that's also the biggest challenge because the the areas like I'm I'm a scattered brain by nature. Like I have like a thousand like tabs open on my computer. Like I just I jump around. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know, Me but too. I'm forced to like, you know, make a checklist that employees have to go through. But I'm mm-hmm. not going to be. I don't have time. I don't want to check the checklist. I left nine to five employment because I don't like. I don't want to have a structure. But now I have to build a structure here. Mm-hmm. So I've been hoping that employees that I hire have that discipline. But then you mm-hmm. still realize that like one of my old bosses said something. So like it's not what you expect, it's what you inspect. You know, um mm. and I mm. just expect these guys to do right because true, I true, hate true. inspecting. Like if I have to go to the kitchen to see if you have, you know, um switch the gas off, like that's not my job. <laughs> you yeah. get what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, so that's probably been the, the the one of the other challenges. But um it's fun. Yeah, and I think also doing it um, I mean for me I've been doing I don't know if you have like do you have uh, partners? No, I don't. Okay, so for me as well, I don't have partners. And I think um, that's something that I would have probably benefited from, like having somebody who can bring something else to the table that I didn't have. But I guess you never know. So okay, that's it's a good thing you've said that because there are people... I spoke to um, Reds and Greens recently and they have partners and they have a good understanding and it works for them. My first restaurant, I had partners and it didn't work for me. And I think that maybe as we're more seasoned in as an entrepreneur, we can decide what qualities we want in a partner. But exactly. it, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, very. But true. it's better then because ultimately, people see kaching, they see money, they see you know other status increase, they, they see something that maybe you don't see. They don't see the the grind that mm. you're going to work on Sunday morning right now, you know, and the days you're closing at two, three o'clock in the morning. Your mates are going bar hopping or club jumping and you're busting ass every day. That's there. something that's actually, <laughs> that's something I actually like wonder about having partners because the way I work, I expect that out of they my They can't, partner. forget that. So, Nobody is well, going to. <laughs> because like, especially because now, like I mentioned, I'm trying, I'm, I'm looking into my next restaurant, but it is I feel impossible. like I would, I would want to have partners for that. It is impossible. It is impossible. <laughs> like, it's yeah, such I've a hard friends who have fallen out with their former business partners. So the only thing I'm you like, can get is somebody to do the numbers, finances, and you do the operations. And operations is the most tedious aspect of things. 
So you can have a guy who will run your numbers for you, a girl who runs your numbers for you, who tells you, yeah, this makes sense. But to go to the kitchen to train employees to like pick up when a guy has not come to work because uh, his house got flooded <laughs> when it rained, you know, mm-hmm. like that's going to be on you. You know, and it's like, when you, uh, should, yeah, I guess you, that's the entrepreneurship that's the is a, it's a single parent biz, uh, deal. Like, that's what it is. Like, there are people who have partners and it works well. So it, maybe <laughs> I it, guess it's just like a like I've been so like having a business partner is like is like a marriage. So you need to yeah. But so again, it, it, when I'm sure they do, and I think sometimes they bring equal skills to the table. So maybe somebody is like good, you know, like um, floor manager, and you like operations, whatever. So you can have that equal partnership. But when it's your idea and it's you, and you know the pulse of that business and they didn't birth that business with you, it is hard for them to come along. My first restaurant, we had issues mm-hmm. because of alcohol. They wanted to be like an e-bar and a Boca Hut. And I said, no, that right, nobody's yeah. going to come here because of that. Focus on food only. You know, right now... Yeah, you, that's, that's a... Yeah, you know, I can't imagine my my somebody challenging oh and your partner will challenge it because they will say eka we haven't been making money on mondays let's let's start doing plantain and ewa because people like it and then because they put like maybe 25 percent of money inside you're thinking now you have to deal with them Mm -hmm. no like i want to take this off the menu i don't want to answer to anybody which means we need employees Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. that's that's what it is because our partner will tell you oh let's open later mondays now and you're like, nah, my guys are working too hard already. The guy's like, let's try it. And then they keep nagging. And then you feel bad because you've taken their money. And obviously, you know, um, you also mm. want to give them respect. But that's like, I didn't do, <laughs> this is an hour, 15 minutes. I'm not a Nigerian restaurant. I live in Nigeria, yes. But like, my menu is not Nigerian. And I didn't want it to be a Nigerian place. I didn't want to give you... Now we do our soon on Sundays, but like I chose that because it was like, why not? And it was like, we didn't with that chili rice. You know, but there was no jollof rice. There was no um, yam chips. There was no asun back then. It was buggers, you know, and I stuck to that. And I'm like, yeah. don't... I'm not going to sell liquor. I will make money from liquor, but I'm not going to sell liquor at all. I don't have TV there, you know. But then when that's, that's just like that's just like me. <laughs> like yeah. TV, so you, you nothing. I didn't want the TV. I didn't want. So you understood you know, that and you stuck to yeah. it. I, imagine somebody who tells you that yeah. we're gonna do this now, or you should hire, or you shouldn't fire somebody. Yeah. Hmm. So the only way yeah, you can get a partnership is either someone yeah. gives you money and says they believe in you, but that will also pull pressure because now you're an employee now. Hmm. And I hate that position as well. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out, like, maybe I have to just grow as a person to know that <laughs> the things that once, I mean, you can't grow without synergy. I mean, you can, yeah, you need a level of partnership, you know, but um, it has to be like a give or take. But like, am I willing to like change? Am I willing to like give up things, you know, or do I want to just do it myself until I know that, okay, only they stop selling this because it's not selling. I don't want mm. you to tell me that my food should be spicier. No, I'm not doing pepper. I mean, yeah, you get what I'm saying. I hear you. I hear you. So that's that. But it works to some people, and uh, kudos to them. That's very helpful because actually, um, I've been talking with 
like there are some people who want us to come to like Abuja, for example, and to be in Abuja, like I can't be there like that. So I was actually looking at, oh, maybe finding a partner who could run it from there. But you're right. These are like, these are serious issues to think about. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, it, it is. It, it is. And when there's a downtime or when, when business is slow, you know what to do to pull it out. And you're guessing because you, your pulses, I mean, you can feel it, the business, the business, right? Mm-hmm. People would tell me, well, let me start showing soccer here. So a, a, a guy came yesterday, a lady brought her dad and her mom yesterday, probably like a, maybe like 65-year-old guy. And then there were guys who came and they started smoking. And we usually don't allow people to smoke, but like if you're a customer and you're outside, you smoke, I'm okay with that. But I got up to tell the guys that, oh, guy, we can't smoke here. They were not customers. They were just sitting out there. And now the policy is going to be no smoking because people bring their kids, you know, and I don't, and they might want to sit outside and maybe they don't want the kids to be smelling smoke, you know. Mm-hmm. And also with the TV, with the liquor, like it changes, we might kind of set in, it, it, it would easily change it to like a different kind of business where mm-hmm. women will not be comfortable coming in. Exactly. Of. And I don't want to do that, you know. And we've had droughts, periods where we're like, shoot, like how are we going to go pull through? But I knew that I was going to stick to it. And no other person, apart from maybe your mom or your dad, <laughs> mm-hmm. will believe in you that, like, you know what you're doing. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah, I hear um, you. So that's, that's the challenge. I hear you, yeah. yeah. That's the challenge, you know. Especially in those moments when, like, the business isn't doing very yeah, well. Yeah, And then all somebody, you know, somebody else saying, let's try this, let's try yeah. this, let's try this. Yeah. Could make, could tempt you so, to yeah, go against yeah, your vision. Yeah. I mean, with a good legal structure, maybe partnerships can work. But everyone had an idea I want to talk to you like later on where I wanted to put partners in because I knew that as management and then we can have employees. So we're all like investors, you know, and I mm-hmm. gave them the proposal, right? And none of them have gotten back to me right now because that just tells me that all they can give is maybe money, but nobody has time to help mm-hmm. you solve the problems that you're having right now. Mm. Hmm. nobody and nobody even knows how to solve it because if you think about it the industry we're, we're building a new type of service in lagos so the employees that have worked at mr biggs at tfc they don't know customer service the way your employees are going to be offering customer service mm-hmm. they don't um they don't understand that with social media right now, a bad customer service can actually blow your business up for a long period of time. Yeah. So we're the ones telling that guys keep on smiling, they insult you, and, and our customers will insult our staff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you tell the staff, okay, don't take it personally. You just had a bad day because it will come again tomorrow and we'll tell you everything is okay. So you're training guys to like, because it's not. It's easy to set up like a Mr. Big. It's not easy. It's easier because they've been around and people have passed through them. But the new fast casuals that we're building, it's a new age type business. And nobody knows where it's going to go. We're trying to guess it, you know. And because of the amount of time we put it into the business, you cannot on the outside tell me that you know more than I do, that I have spent hours, thousands of hours listening to podcasts and researching other businesses. Like, you can't mm-hmm. tell me that. Yeah. So, you can maybe partner with another person like me, but then you will fight because I'll probably be more stubborn as, as stubborn as you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah, you know, I think the partnership that would be good would be maybe 
if we're into like franchise and you know companies that have done that with other businesses and they can help set up that whole you yeah know, sops you know uh supply chain and all that that's probably like uh yeah. but that'll be like a contract based i'm hiring you for this and you can always fire them you know you can always fire them all right um okay this is amazing again um you know it's yeah. Yes. Always good to talk. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but bounce ideas. Definitely. Um, we'll talk more offline. Thanks a lot for the sh- for the 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 hour twenty two minutes today. <laughs> um, this has been fantastic, and good luck with business as well. Okay. Thank you so much, and same to you. Thanks for having me. All right. God bless. Ciao. our show and you want to know more please check out businessshareng.com share the link with your friends leave us a review on itunes join us again on monday for a new podcast thank you